109-102 Lakers over the Phoenix Suns. Series tied now at one apiece. Next game coming up this Thursday. Next two games will be at Staples Center. Lakers got a chance to really take control of this series. Uh, good win for the Lakers. Was it perfect? It wasn't perfect. Were there times where the Lakers took a 15-point lead, you thought they were going to have complete control of the game? Of course that's what you thought, and that wasn't exactly the case. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, Travis and I spent some time talking about this this morning. Michael and I talked about it in the pregame show. You just find ways to win, and championship-caliber teams find ways to win, specifically on the road. Championship-caliber teams when everybody has been going at you for the last 48 hours, everybody, including myself, right? I mean, uh, the, the reality is this Lakers team, we just know how good it is. We know how talented it is. We know how um, the depth that it has, the superstars that it has, championships, uh, champions that are on this roster. Of course, the expectations for the Lakers are to come out and handle business. They didn't do it in game one against the Phoenix Suns. All right, you got another shot against Phoenix. You still have a chance to steal home court. All you got to do is walk away with a win on Tuesday. And one of the things that I talked about, actually, let me let me do this here before I go any further. 877-710-ESPN. I'm going to take a ton of Laker fans. I'm going to take a, a ton of your calls throughout the uh, postgame show. 877-710-ESPN. So one of the things that uh, I was hoping for in this game can the Lakers not have to play from behind? Does Can this not be one of those games where Lakers are down seven or eight by the end of the first quarter, and then by the time we get to halftime, it's, okay, what what are the adjustments they're going to make, but they're playing from behind? Tonight was one of those games where the Lakers had pretty much control the entire way, and that's what you are hoping for is that the Lakers kind of strike first, that the Lakers are ones that – punch first, and then it's up to the Phoenix Suns to try and figure out if they got a way to come back. Um, so the Lakers set the tone right out the gate. So at the end of the first quarter, they were up six. At halftime, they were up six. And they went on a nice run right out the gate uh, in that second half and went up by 15 points. Obviously, things changed. At one point, the Lakers were down in that fourth quarter, but they hold on. Big shots by Anthony Davis. Big shots. Marcus Gasol actually had a couple key threes. One key three there uh, in that fourth quarter. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was fantastic throughout the game. Andre Drummond was putting pressure on uh, the defense for um, against the Phoenix Suns a, a ton for the Lakers. And then it came down to this. It came down to the conversation that we've been having over the last 48 hours. What's Anthony Davis going to do? You know, I, I'm not surprised. Like, I, I want to be very... I want to make sure I kind of set this up the right way. Lakers won tonight. They should win tonight. The Phoenix Suns didn't even have Chris Paul for most of that game. Um, Anthony Davis had, let me read off his exact stat line here, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, 3 block shots. Uh, Anthony Davis should do this against the Phoenix Suns. Lakers should split the series against uh split the uh the two road games um one and one to come back at Staples Center. It's expected. So I'm excited that the Lakers won, but this was expected. Um if you're a championship caliber team, this is what you do. So I, I, I like kind of I kinda like being in this position right now on the post game show where everything that the Lakers accomplished tonight I pause for a second and say, yeah, that, that's how it should be. Uh, that that there was a, a moment in the game where I thought, you know, 
Anthony Davis kind of set the tone early on. Okay, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to get to the basket. It's funny, out of his entire stat line, uh, if and I'm sure there's Laker fans out there that have listened to um, some of these post-game shows enough, that the stat line that I'm most excited about for Anthony Davis, there's one stat line that I love the most. Dude got to the free throw line 21 times tonight. That tells the whole story about AD's game that he wasn't settling for jumpers, that he actually started in the paint and kind of let his game work on the outside. He got to a rhythm from the free throw line, 18 of 21 from the free throw line. So with all that being said, you kind of put yourself in a position um, from a Lakers perspective that Anthony Davis can set the tone. Anthony Davis can obviously put himself in a position um, to not only help the Lakers win, but in, get into some kind of rhythm for himself as well. If you're tuning in right now, too, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Clippers. They're now up 2-0. and They take the first two games at Staples Center on the road, so obviously that's some big news as well. Okay, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Let's, uh, let's take some of your guys' phone calls. Um, let, let me also do this. If you guys want to comment, obviously, specifically on this game, your expectations, Anthony Davis, you can do all that. Um, and then we'll, as as the postgame progresses, we'll start looking into game three, but we'll do that a little bit later. Let's start off with uh, Larry in Santa Monica. Larry, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. Yeah, no, thanks for taking my call. I mean, great show tonight. Thank you, man. I mean, I would say, obviously, the Suns, without their best player, it'd be like Lakers without LeBron. So, yeah, we should win tonight. It's expected, expected as you said, mm-hmm. Slee. But we, we got to remind everybody that we're facing the number two team in the West. So under normal circumstances, this might be the matchup in the Western Conference Finals. And we're playing a tough team. I'm not saying the next round is going to be any easier, but the Suns are a legitimate team. However, with Chris Paul on the bench, we got to expect more from KCP and Kuzma. Now, now KCP will give a pass because of what he did in the finals last year. But Kuzma, he looks lost. And I don't know what THD did wrong, but, like, we got to put him back in the lineup. I mean, what's your thought on that? Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in, Larry. Uh, first of all, I, I'll tell you the KCP thing. You don't have to give him a free pass. You really don't. Um, he didn't have any points. Him and I had the same box score. <laughs> we're not We're not supposed to be sharing the same box score. Um, you know, there was a moment in the game, towards the end of the game, I want to say KCP turned down a three and – I was trying to catch what was happening, and maybe we'll get a chance on the postgame show. It looked like LeBron was just telling KCP, kind of pounding him in the chest. Uh, the only thing I could think of is take the shot. take the Stop thinking. Don't overthink. Um, I think it's fair to say that KCP's got to obviously do more, which, by the way, there's going to be moments in the playoffs. I sent a tweet out that KCP just needs to see one go down. I think if I think if he does, good things will start happening from there. Um, the Kuzma front... What Kuzma end up with? One of four, two points. I was telling Michael in the pregame show that I think Kuz has almost gone the other way, where he was. There'd be times where Kuzma would um, maybe take ill-advised shots earlier in his career. Now I feel like he's passing up good shots because he's trying to be too unselfish. So it's okay to say Kuzma, KCP, we need more because here's the reality: Lakers ended up shooting. What they end up shooting from three again? 10 of 33, which is actually better as the game progressed. They were around 20%, so 30% from the three-point line. If the Lakers, hypothetically, can start hitting some of their threes, if KCP and Kuzma can give you 10 apiece, it's a blowout. 
it's not even close. So I, I don't think it's a, I think it's fair to uh, you know make that point here. Uh, let me let me take another quick phone call here. Let's go to Jose in Northridge. Jose, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pete Out Lakers post game show. Hey man, thank you for taking my call. You got it. Um, listen, I, uh, I a couple points. I called a few two days ago when you were uh, talking about Davis and him being more aggressive. We saw we saw that come to fruition to, today. But I also talked about Schroeder's uh, play, and I remember you and I were talking about it. Uh, he came through today. That's what we need from him. But I think if you're going to give prop, you got to give it to Drummond. Drummond came in and clogged up the middle. He picked up a lot of offensive rebounds, and he just kept us in the game, I think. Um, and on, one last point yep. is frustrating to see that we gave up a 15-point lead mm-hmm. just like that. I think our our coaching needs to uh, shorten up our rotation. Jose, appreciate continue to do it. appreciate you yes, calling sir. in. Let, let me jump in, okay? Sure. Thank you for uh, thank you for calling in. First of all, listen, Dennis Schroeder, Michael Thompson. This is what stuck to me in the first half. He said it's Schroeder's half, and he was talking about what Dennis Schroeder was doing in the first half. Andre Drummond was aggressive. I, I've taken plenty plenty of calls, um, you know, over the course of the last let's say month and a half or so. Andre Drummond's got a lot of criticism. Drummond was great tonight for the Lakers. He was, and he actually looked like he was bullying some people around. He, Drummond and Anthony Davis look like we're going to take advantage of our size and we're going to come out here and make sure that people kind of feel us. You feel 15 points, 12 rebounds, and two steals from Andre Drummond. Dennis Schroeder was incredibly aggressive, 8 of 16 from the field getting to the basket. A lot of his, a lot of his damage was getting uh, inside the lane, also got to the free throw line six times. So we should give both of those guys credit. But the main thing I think, Jose, that you said to me, um, and this is this is why I love Lake of Fans' expectations. This is this is what I love. We're coming off a win. He's saying, well, why are we giving up a 15-point lead? The point is, is you came away with a win, and there's still so many other things that you can work on to get better. By the way, um, quick shout-out here. You can now live stream this show on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook Live. We appreciate everybody that's on on all our social platforms. We're going to take some more phone calls when we come back. 877-710-ESPN. Thank you for being a part of the show. Lakers over the Suns, 109-102, series tied one apiece. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here is Cameron Payne at the top of the key. Payne goes left side to DeAndre Ayton. Give it to Devin Booker. Booker down the middle. Ayton again. Blocked by Caruso. Wow, they finally did something about DeAndre Ayton. He had a dunk and Caruso went in there to strip him. But it remains Phoenix ball. Lakers were lucky. That was an easy dunk, and Alex blocked it. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit savewithadrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance. 
More options, no contracts, just savings. 109-102, Lakers over the Phoenix Suns. Series tied now at one um, for the Lakers. Their next game coming up will be, game three will be at Staples Center. By the way, how great is that? Finally a a playoff game at Staples Center again. I'm not sure how many fans we're going to have at Staples. I want to say for banner night it was around 6,000 fans. Um I do know some of these other arenas, you know, Phoenix had 11,000. You could feel it. These are starting to sound like playoff games again. They really are. So we'll see what the vibe is like, but I'm sure that's going to be great. And, um, you know, for the first playoff game we've had at Staples Center in how many years now? I want to say it was 2013. So this is obviously a a big deal. Let's uh, take a couple more phone calls here. Let's go to uh, Mo in San Diego. Mo, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Mo? What's going on? Great win tonight. So we went to the, the first game, and then there were four categories that we uh, just took an L in, and that was rebounds, free throw shooting, three-point shooting, and then point production from our stars. And I felt like if we got two of those things corrected, we could turn the tide back. We got the point production from our stars uh, much better from the free throw line a little bit better from the three-point line, mm-hmm. and that changed and that changed everything right there. I think the the biggest issue we have is trying to figure out who is going to be the pre- the people that come off the bench each night. Eleven points, twelve, thirteen points off the bench. Mo, that's, just that's just tough. yep. And just it, to tell you, Cameron Payne on his own had nineteen. Oh, Cameron Payne gave it to us tonight. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, he 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 showed up tonight. Um, you know, Phoenix is tough. You know, without CP3, I mean, they were still tough. And so the thing about it is we have all of these players on the bench. They can give you different looks and different things and, and contribute in different ways. But it's like, which one? Is it Marquise Morris tonight? You know, is it, you know, is it, is it Caruso? Well, is I, I, it, I'll it, say this. I'll say this, Moan. I appreciate you calling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a couple more phone calls. It, it's a good problem for the coach to have because if your problem is, man, I got all this depth, who do I go to? Tonight, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. Okay, no, no, we're going to go Marc Gasol for 20 minutes tonight, which I think was the right move. He had a couple big threes for the Lakers, one timely one when the Lakers were down, I want to say two, and then they went back up one with uh, Gasol hitting the three. Um, Markeith we saw for a quick second. Uh, I know there's Laker fans out there. Some of them want to see uh, Ben McLemore. Montrez Harrell didn't even get on the floor tonight, so... Things will change. I think this is going to be part of kind of the chess match that goes on in a series. But the reality is Lakers got so many more weapons than the Suns. They do. You know, let me make a quick point here because as much as, you know, you see the Lakers obviously tie this series up, Game 3 now, I got a lot of curiosity on in Game 3 because I wonder if the Lakers will kind of let their guard down a little bit or they're going to come out and say, we got to start. Now, this series shouldn't even be close. We're not leaving Staples Center and going back to Phoenix, which I think game five would be a week from today. We're not leaving Staples Center um, unless we're up 3-1. That's it. There's no other options. There's no messing around here. Uh, let's let's start treating these games as if and I've had a couple callers you know call in and say you know the Suns are they're pretty good they play hard they're they're fighting hard they are but there's only so much that they're going to be able to do that's why you know this matchup 
um, coming into this series, you look at the Phoenix Suns, and I get the Chris Paul part, but you look at the Phoenix Suns, they got to play almost perfect basketball to beat the Lakers. Lakers have not played perfect basketball by any stretch of the imagination for the last two games, and obviously the series is tied one-to-one. All right, let's take a couple more phone calls here. Um, let's go to uh, Dave in Santa Monica. Dave, thanks for calling in, bud. What's going on, Dave? Hey, yeah, you know, speaking of the chess match, uh, LeBron, Vogel's rotation, LeBron usually goes out around the five-minute mark. No one's talking about him playing pretty much the entire first quarter. If you remember from game one, when he was taken out, Suns went on the run. You could see it on LeBron's face. Come on, guys, what are you doing? Do I have to be in there the entire time? Vogel and LeBron with critical change for game two. That's what I got for you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for calling in. And that's what they got to do. <laughs> you know, I mean, Listen, uh, there's no secret here. LeBron leaves the floor. There was a There was a stage there. Was it in the second quarter? I'm trying to think when it was. Both teams, I think Lakers had opened up the, you know, eight, ten-point lead, something like that, and then both teams were just stuck. Nobody could score, and I think Phoenix ended up coming back. They cut it to 30-28 to 28 or 32-30, to 30, something along those lines. And the Lakers had zero production without LeBron, as in no flow, taking shots at the end of the shot clock, just no flow to the game. And LeBron played 39 minutes tonight. I will tell you this. Um if LeBron is still not looking like LeBron James getting to the basket every single time, he's putting in a lot of minutes, which tells me that he's starting to feel a little bit better. And you got this game coming up on Thursday. When you're done with that game on Thursday, you get another two full days off before your game coming up on Sunday, and you're at Staples Center, so no travel, nothing, none of that stuff, so I'm sure he'll get all the treatment that he needs. Um, okay, a few more phone calls here. Let's go to... Let's go to Chris in Corona. Chris, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the uh, Pizza Lakers post game show. What's going on, Chris? Hey, I just hey, thank you for uh, for for answering. Uh, I just want to make a, a mention. You know, a lot of people are talking about CP3 right now, and I understand the whole injury bug and everything like that. We we've, we've been through it the whole season. Um, you know, attacking it straight on. We would love to battle CP3 full mode, hundred percent, hundred ten percent, the best. You know, but obviously it doesn't happen. You know. I just want to kind of touch on Kobe when when we were going through those times with Kobe, you know everybody was attacking Kobe. He he was the Black Mamba. He was he was that guy, you know. So CP3 coming with that intent that he always brings, you know, he brings that strong, you know, passion to the game and stuff like that. It's kind of like, you know, it comes with the game. The injuries come with the game. No mm-hmm. excuses. That's it. Well, listen, Chris. I mean, here's the reality. And I appreciate you calling in. A lot of uh, look, a lot a lot of championships are won. Not necessarily because that team was the best team. They were the healthiest. I'll just use the most recent example. Uh, when the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard beat the Golden State Warriors, it wasn't because they were better. It was because KD was out and then Clay was out. Um, I, I'm The only reason why I'm pointing that out is because that is part of the game, but it's an unfortunate part of the game. Listen, the Phoenix Suns, it's amazing what they're doing and what they accomplished this year. Chris Paul has such an important piece to that team. Just being out on the floor, this is the first time DeAndre and this is DeAndre now has two playoff games under his belt. One was Sunday, one was today. Devin Booker has two games in the playoffs under his belt. One was Sunday, one was tonight. Um, I think Mikael Bridges is the same way. His first playoff game as well. He, he brings something that's not just his passing ability. He brings something that you know is a foundational piece to the Phoenix Suns' success. So because of 
kind of their predicament or their situation. Uh, that's obviously uh, incredibly unfortunate. One more uh, quick phone call here, and then we got to go to a break. Let's go to Seth in Riverside. Seth in Riverside, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. Alan, Alan, thanks for taking my call, man. You got it, man. Big time, big time fan of the show. I think, honestly, you said it like two minutes ago, but I still wanted to get through to you. I'm from Ohio. I've seen LeBron play over like 1,500 games of basketball, and I think you just said it. He does not look right yet. He looks like he's just in a mode where he's shooting a lot of jump shots and this and that. And I think if the Lakers want any chance of doing this, these playmakers have to step, or these 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 role players have to step up because. Right now, all he can do is be kind of like playmaker LeBron. He can't be like aggressive LeBron. So these next two or three games are vital that Pope, Kuzma, all these guys start chipping in some baskets so he can get that ankle right for the next round because that's where we're going to really need him. Thank you, bud. Appreciate you calling in. Okay, let's do this when we come back. I'm going to start reading some of these social posts, a lot of good uh, good messages on there. We'll take more of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. I got a piece that I want to play from Anthony Davis as well, so we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Pizza at Lakers postgame show. Lakers over the Suns, 109-102, the final score. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Great assertiveness. You know, and, and he, he does it in, in, in so many ways. Uh, he didn't settle much for the jump shot. Um, he really ran the floor, rolled hard, uh, drove the ball hard, uh, had the intent to attack the paint uh, with and without the basketball, you know, with his seals and, and, and driving the basketball and, and was able to pick up a lot of fouls, get himself to the free throw line. And, you know, that always helps a great player get going. So, um, you know, great bounce back game for him. AD ends up with uh, 34 points for the Lakers, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 block shots, 18 of 21 from the free throw line, plays 40 minutes for the Lake Show. That's Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. 109-102, the final score, Lakers over the Suns. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high-quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how. Locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint, 42-40, to 40, Lakers over the Suns uh, in, in uh, points in the paint. So I, it's kind of funny because um, I, like, I feel like this was very predictable. AD had a bad last game. And then he came out tonight and dominated. And I know we, we did this, uh, Travis and I did this earlier today, this this part was not going to be the surprise. The surprise was not going to be Anthony Davis was going to come out and have a great game. I don't think I'm surprised. I don't think most Laker fans Laker fans are are out there that are surprised. We've seen AD do this this season. We've seen Anthony Davis have a bad night and then come back and respond. Um, kind of take in, soak in all that criticism for a couple of days, and then shut everybody up. But the point I was making a little bit earlier today. Um, and I want to kind of reemphasize this. Anthony Davis having this good of a night in Game 2 was expected. He didn't play well in Game 1. But I will tell you what the expectation should be for Anthony Davis. Let's just use these next couple of games as an example. 
It doesn't mean game three, he's less aggressive. It doesn't mean game four, he should be less aggressive. So I point that out because he had nine free throw attempts total. The game against the Warriors and the game against Phoenix Suns in game one, nine free throw attempts total. Tonight he had 21, just tonight. If Anthony Davis has not taken 10-plus free throws a night, he just wasn't aggressive enough. He wasn't in the paint enough. He wasn't putting enough pressure on defenses. So I I want to praise what Anthony Davis did tonight, but I also have this curiosity of saying, okay, are you going to come back in games three and four and do the exact same thing, or are you going to have another one of those nights where you weren't as aggressive? You only took four or five free throws. It'd be very disappointing if that if that was the case. Um, you know, we're obviously going to hope that that isn't the case, but um, it would be certainly disappointing if he doesn't just kind of continue that momentum that he started tonight for uh, for the Lakers. Take a listen to Anthony Davis talking about how much he puts too much pressure on himself sometimes. Uh, I don't put too much pressure on myself. Uh, I go out there and just, and just play basketball, uh, play with a lot more energy and effort tonight, um, and just play aggressive. I think that was the difference from game one. But uh, just watching some film, uh, watching film from the finals when I played against Jay, um, and, and just you know learning from those situations and seeing what I can do to to be effective on the floor to help my team. Um, but that was it. Uh, staying locked in, staying to myself, uh, and just getting in the mode of you know this is a must win. And uh, you know, I think we all came out with that mindset and. So this is the only thing I take away from that, from Anthony Davis, when he says, I was more aggressive tonight, had more energy. Um, Those words, that shouldn't be something that's there one game and then it's not there the next game. I'm going to use game three as an example. Lakers should be walking away. When they leave Staples Center, when they leave Los Angeles after game four, Lakers should be up three games to one. There's no reason why they shouldn't be up three games to one, especially some of the circumstances. First of all, the Phoenix Suns, great regular season record. They were incredibly healthy, um, but they got a lot of young players who have never really been there before. Then on top of that, you have two home games here at Staples Center. Then on top of that, we don't know what the health of Chris Ball is going to be. Lakers should be doing some serious damage in games three and four. But Anthony Davis specifically, we, we should not be having games where he wasn't aggressive enough or he wasn't in the paint enough. All that stuff should not be there, especially now in the postseason. Maybe you get free passes in the regular season because you know that this is a 72-game grind using this year as an example. But moving forward, that can't be the case. Okay, let's take uh, let's take a couple more phone calls here. Let's go to Solomon and Lake Balboa. Solomon, thank you for calling in, bud. Well, hey, Alan. I, I hope I'm not going to come off as a, you know, the high expectation Lakers fan. But you know, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. my initial response was that's more like it. I mean, and you even said it earlier this evening. That's what we expect of the Lakers with that talent and the matchups to the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, again, keep in mind, they did this with a banged-up Chris Paul, mostly on the bench. So, like you said, don't let your guard down when you come back to L.A. because these guys are not finished. They're fighters. You know, talk about the wounded dog. That, that, that may be the case. But I was really, really glad to see a turnaround tonight. And, um, boy, A.D. certainly stepped up. And uh, I, I guess he shut up a lot of critics, at least for well, now. Well, Solomon, you know, you can't do it for one night. Thank you for calling in. And you're not yeah. you're not one of those Laker fans with high expectations. No, no, that's okay. Those calls are welcomed because I'm one of those. Uh, I'm definitely one of those. 
what we shouldn't be having is a conversation after game three and saying, well, AD wasn't aggressive enough again. There's that that should not be a scenario that's playing out. So I want to give the Lakers credit for doing what they did. Now go take care of business games three and four. This isn't supposed to be a short playoff run. By the way, what's unfolding right now in the Western Conference as well, just the fact that Utah's down 1-0, we'll expect them to come back. Clippers are down 2 to nothing to the Dallas Mavericks. They've lost the first two games against the Mavs at Staples Center. Your next round, if you take care of the Phoenix Suns, is either going to be Denver or it's going to be the Portland Trailblazers. The West is, things are kind of going in the Lakers' direction here. So take advantage of those opportunities. That's all uh, That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, I got to read off a couple uh, YouTube uh, posts here. Um, Gary M., AD was aggressive uh, tonight. He needs to be like that more often. Let me read off a couple more here. Um, Justine Chow on YouTube. I'm sure AD will continue to find his groove during the playoffs. Um, get one more in here. David Sabatini on YouTube. What did I say, Alan? We got the split, buddy. We've got them right where we want them. All right. If that was uh, the game plan, then my apologies here. You were right. I was wrong. Um, one more quick call here before we go to break. Juan in Mid City. Juan, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza at Lakers post game show. Sleep What's good, man? What's going on, Juan? Talk to me, Juan. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. I need, thank I, you. First of all, I called in the other day when the Lakers had the play in game, you know, and I was maybe I had a few too many IPAs, but my buddies were telling me I sounded a bit rude on the air, so I wanted to apologize to you. You're good. For coming man. off a little strong. No, no, no. Don't you worry. What's going on? What what'd you think tonight? <laughs> I don't honestly. Maybe you were on or something. I was saying you were you were kind of diminishing what they were doing, but but they look a little bit kind of crusty, bro. They're not looking too too sharp out there. I'm not I'm not really happy with the fact that AD's putting up thirty, but he needs to put up thirty every night, bro. We don't need to be surprised when he does that. He needs to do that in and out every night. And then uh, KCP on the floor for what half an hour didn't do a damn thing. Kuz on the floor for almost a half hour got two points. These guys need to be held accountable, bro. They need to do a lot more on the floor. And the Lakers need to be winning these games by at least 10-15 tonight. Like you said, they gave well, them a 15-point lead. And Juan, that was that that was kind of the point I was making. I appreciate you calling in. Um, no need to apologize. Yeah, we we're all uh, you know that that's the whole point of this post game. We're reacting with our emotions, but that's the point I was trying to make on Wednesday when you called. When they played the Golden State Warriors, Lakers won by three. I was kind of, I was I was in a weird state of mind. My state of mind was, what the hell just happened here? How did we only win by three points? I wasn't worried about the Warriors game. I was worried about big picture. Big picture is all we're paying attention to, the Lakers. So even after tonight, you know, you walk away with this win, they had a 15-point lead in that second half. Why are you messing around with your food? Take care of business. Close out the Phoenix Suns. Maybe you put yourself in a position, come fourth quarter, four minutes left to go. LeBron and AD don't even have to be in the game. Um, The expectations for the Lakers, it's going to be different than a lot of other teams. It is. Plus, you're coming off an NBA championship, so uh, obviously there's a lot of reasons on that front. Okay, um, when we come back, I want to start kind of shifting part of my attention to Game 3 coming up for the Lakers, some things that obviously stick out to me. Plus, let me give a quick little update here on a couple of the scores around the NBA. And a, a shocker again at Staples Center, the Clippers lose to the Dallas Mavericks. They're down 2-0, and they lose their first two games of the series at home. So all that coming up next. More of your phone calls if you uh, want to call into the Pizza Lakers postgame show. 877-710-ESPN. Lakers over the Suns, 109-102. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so um, just got uh, got the numbers here. Last uh, Lakers playoff game at Staples Center, April 27th, 2013, Lakers versus the Spurs. I won't bring up what happened in that game, but uh didn't exactly go the Lakers' way. That's the last playoff game at Staples Center. How about that? Lakers go on the drought, and then last year, obviously, we get COVID-19, so the Lakers win a championship, but they're in the Orlando bubble. I kind of got to be honest with you. I can't wait for that environment. I can't. You know, the playing game that the Lakers had last Wednesday, uh, I walked in with such high expectations. And it was great. I mean, the game was good, but I didn't care that the game was good. I wanted the Lakers to blow out the Warriors. That was the whole thought process was we'd be relaxing in the fourth quarter, enjoying the Lakers win. That wasn't the case, but you could tell that vibe is starting to change. Um, Not only is that vibe starting to change, but home court's going to start meaning something. And I think it has meant something. I think if Phoenix was playing on a neutral court in these last two games – I don't think they have that, you know, that rhythm that they did. I don't think the crowd's going as crazy. Obviously, Cameron Payne contributing the way it was. The the fans are such a big part of sports, and you felt that advantage for the Phoenix Suns. I'm sure we're going to get that advantage uh, here at Staples Center coming up on uh, on Thursday. Okay, let's go to uh, Jonathan in Orange County. Jonathan, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Jonathan? Hey, Alan. Uh, thanks for having me on. I just had uh, two quick questions for you. Um, first question was, you know, last time we played the Suns in the regular season, you know, we had LeBron and Schroeder out. And so we had um, Anthony Davis run a lot of, you know, ball handling responsibilities or, you know, point guard related things. I was wondering if you think we might uh, see him do that a little bit in the series or we might run some of those plays for him. I, I and the second question is. And, uh, and oh, John, ahead, let me just ahead. answer that. I don't think they will because you, you just have. Okay too many options to run point, right? LeBron's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. Dennis Schroeder, you you saw it when he's aggressive. And I'm not saying Schroeder's going to do this every night. I don't think he's going to put up 24 points a night. But he can get to the basket. He can put pressure on. They're paying so much attention to LeBron and AD, and then there goes Schroeder with another uh, another bucket inside the paint. So I, I don't think he'll probably have the ball in his hands a ton, but he doesn't need to. Others can set him up. What was the other uh, question you had, Jonathan? Gotcha. Appreciate that. Second question was um, Montrez had a pretty decent game last game. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see him much tonight or at all. i uh, just wondering your thoughts on, you know, playing him the rest of the series. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I cannot, thank you for calling in. I can't gauge the Montrez thing. I can't. I like that Gasol got some opportunities tonight. And I mentioned, I think he hit a big shot for the Lakers at a critical juncture in the game. Lakers were down two. Mark Gasol, everybody kind of uh, Suns were trying to so- a zone there for parts of the second half, specifically in that fourth quarter, and Gasol just finds himself wide open, and he takes the three and he hits it. The Montrez piece, the dude brings energy anytime he's on the floor. So to not have him play if the Lakers lost, probably a lot of Laker fans say, why didn't you play him? But look what the bigs did tonight. Drummond was fantastic. AD was fantastic. So there was enough on that front, even without Montrez, but he's going to get his opportunities. Okay, I'm going to take one more quick call here. Let's go to James calling all the way out from Hawaii. James, thank you for calling in. How's it going, Alan? Good, good, man. Thank you for calling in. Yes, sir. Hey, just real quick, I'm going to be short and sweet. I just want to say when Anthony Davis plays the way that he does, the Lakers are unstoppable. Also, for a bonus, 
How about them Clippers? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, James. You know, I'm trying to be professional here on the post-game show, okay? Uh, unbelievable. I, you know, it's funny. Right when the – and, James, thank you for calling in, all right? Right when the post-game show started, I got a monitor, uh, you know, a TV. It's literally directly right above me. And they had a 12, 13-point lead, so the lead kind of started dwindling. But I kept trying to peek here. You know, I'm trying to do the Lakers post-game show, and I'm looking to see what's going on in that uh, in that Clippers game. Unbelievable. Honestly, unbelievable. And I haven't got a chance to see, you know, what the stats were or what player did what, but all I know is that the Clippers are down 0-2. Lakers obviously get the split. They come back to Staples Center. And now the Clippers go, um, you know, they go to Dallas, and, and we'll see what happens. There was word that the Dallas Mavericks – were incredibly they wanted the matchup against the Clippers because the Clippers were losing those games to kind of put themselves in a position where they weren't going to face the Lakers um and here they are now getting what they wanted and Dallas listen if there are basketball gods out there it's funny how things work but if you're the Dallas Mavericks too you can't get overly excited you took two now go take care of business at uh you know obviously uh, in Dallas, but unbelievable that the Clippers are down 0-2. That's by far, that first loss that they had, I think it was on Saturday, I was telling Michael, I'm like, that's the biggest story so far in the playoffs. I'm like, they're not going to go down 0-2, right? And here they are, they're down 0-2. So um, insane. Uh, the other games that went on, uh, Brooklyn went up uh, 2 to nothing on the uh, Boston Celtics, 130-108. Okay, a couple quick plugs here as we come to a close to the uh, post-game show. By the way, quick shout-out here. Thank you to everybody on uh, social. Um, we appreciate you guys, obviously, uh, streaming the show. If you're listening on 710 ESPN, of course, we appreciate it on the app, iTunes, however you guys are getting these post-game shows. Uh, we thank you for that. Starting tomorrow at 5 a.m., Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, and, uh, and Travis. And then don't forget... Travis and Sliwa show. So that's Monday through Friday now, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. You could catch our show. We'll do a lot of Laker reaction, uh, spend a lot of time on this Lakers game, and then also start previewing. This is going to be a quick turnaround. Lakers game three is coming up on Thursday. So it's not like there's two days off or anything like that. Game three will come up on Tuesday. We got pregame show starting at 5.30. Tip-off will be for 7 p.m. So that gives everybody kind of an idea of what we got going on the next couple of days from a Lakers perspective. Quick shout-outs to Laura Romo Lopez, Jesse Lopez, Carlos Saisu, and Rebecca Womble uh, internally here at 710 ESPN. So one game down, Lakers handle business. They do what they needed to do in Phoenix, and they get the split. Now the key Laker fans, game three and game four, there is no taking your foot off the gas. There is no Anthony Davis, not aggressive, any of that stuff. Lakers got to continue to take care of business. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is the Pizza Lakers Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.